The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise be Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Because we read the resurrection appearances to the disciples across the weeks that follow Easter morning, it's easy to forget that this story from Luke and the one that we heard last week from John are all set on that first day. The same day the women had rolled the stone away and found the tomb empty. Now, late in the evening of that first Easter, the disciples are together talking about the day's events. Events we haven't heard about in our assigned texts. First, Jesus appeared to two other disciples as they walked to the village of Emmaus, some seven miles away. But they did not recognize him until he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And then Luke says he appeared to Simon Peter. And now Jesus appears again, following the same instructions he gave his disciples when he sent them out in pairs in Luke 10 and in Matthew 10. He offers a greeting of peace. And he stands among them. And Luke tells us, they are startled and terrified. Even though he had told them three times already how the Messiah would be betrayed by human hands, be killed and be raised again, the truth Jesus had revealed remained hidden from them. 
even though at least three of them saw Jesus earlier in the same day, it was still easier to believe they were seeing some things or that Jesus was a ghost. They could not yet trust that the resurrection was real. So Jesus shows them his hands, his feet, and how he is flesh and bone, and not imaginary or a phantom. And then he does what he has done again and again throughout his ministry in Galilee. He eats with them. Luke removes any doubt about the reality of the resurrection. Watching Jesus eat in front of the disciples gives them and all of us who are hearing this account physical proof to allay any doubts or suspicions that linger. Eating the disciples' leftovers, Jesus shows him that he is the same man who took five loaves and two fish, blessed them and broke them, and gave them to the crowds, feeding 5,000 men. He is the same man they knew in the breaking of the bread on the night he was arrested. The same man whom they had heard about from the women, from Cleopas and his companion, and from Simon Peter. Jesus lives, and they are witnesses to the resurrection. There's a second reason for Jesus to eat with the disciples. All through Luke's gospel, Jesus demonstrates a wide welcome as he gathers people around him at the table. He shares table fellowship with tax collectors and sinners, breaking taboos and including outsiders in the meal. And now, he includes the disbelievers, the ones who are wondering, and the ones who are afraid. I would guess that disbelieving, wondering, and afraid describe each one of us at some point in our lives. So it is good news that Jesus doesn't leave anybody out. Instead, Jesus meets us where we are and invites us into relationship as we are. We follow Jesus with our whole selves, even in our joy at being in the sanctuary or hearing the organ resonating today. We wonder why God doesn't stop violence like that that has killed innocents in places like Rock Hill and Indianapolis or where God is when we are angry or disappointed because something in our lives has gone horribly wrong and we feel utterly alone. We struggle to believe, even when we've heard the word spoken and we've seen God in events in our lives. Because sometimes, as the disciples experienced, the truth of God's love, forgiveness, and redemption seems too good to be real. 
Jesus doesn't cast out the disciples or turn away from them when they show their disbelief, wonder, or fear. As St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. God knows us and knows we are works in progress. We cannot redeem ourselves by our own merit or understanding. We cannot save ourselves or be made righteous apart from Christ. Works in progress are, by definition, unfinished, still developing. They aren't deficient or flawed. They're simply not yet complete. God makes us complete in Christ. The good news today is that Jesus lives, and because he lives, we live with both our wondering and our joy. We live with both our disbelief and our worship. We live with both our fears and our confidence in God's love for us. Today, Jesus invites us to celebrate being in relationship with the living Lord, who sees us and knows us fully and completely. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your Son, Jesus, whose life, death, and resurrection are the foundation for our faith and life with you. Thank you for your abundant grace that you forgive us even when we cannot see you are with us or we forget your word and promises. Stand among us and give us your peace so that we may be your witnesses in a world that does not know peace. We pray in the name of our risen Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.